As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. I'm Justina Page, your podcast host. It's Friday, and you guys know what Friday is. Friday is that special day where I bring in my guests to share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And God knows I'm super excited to have my dear friend and remarkable speaker, Pam Mitchell, here today. Hey, Pam. Hey, Justina. I am so excited. I get to see you, get to talk to you. I just love it. Love it, love it. Yeah, well, I'm loving it too. And I know the audience and the listeners are going to be so blessed today. If you tuned in, you're in for a treat. So I know you guys don't know Pam like I do. So I'm going to share just a bit about her. Pam Mitchell is a Jesus follower. We could stop right there. That's it. Amen, sister. (laughs) A grandson spoiler, lover of words, seeker of truth, road tripper, and coffee sipper. How about that? (laughs) Pam struggled for years to embrace the grace of God as she experienced his unrelenting love and pursuit of her. She was finally able to receive the spiritual healing that she so desperately needed to receive. His gift of grace. Powerful. Her passion is to help other women realize their true value and identity in Christ, encouraging and equipping them to discover and live out their purpose. Pam is lolly to her three favorite little humans and delights in the fact that they live just steps away from her. Isn't it nice? (laughs) Mine is four minutes away. She loves to write, bake, and is a sucker for a shoe sale. I mean, <laughs> come on, who is it? <laughs> who is it? It's a yes, girl Pam. thing. <laughs> you know what, Pam? Everyone always asks me, how do you know all of these wonderful people? Now, I, might, I must say, God has truly connected me to the best. So how did we meet? You know, I walked into a women's uh, luncheon event. Uh, gosh, it's been what? Four or five years ago now? I don't even know. Time yes. is so slippery, isn't it? I, I can't yes. really yes. put my hands around it. Uh, but I remember walking into this uh, women's luncheon, and I they had these tables set up all around the room with vendors that had set up uh, to, to you know, sell their things to the people yeah. that were yeah. coming for the luncheon. And I looked over on the side of the room and I spotted this beautiful chocolate woman (laughs) that just glowed, just glowed. And I could not pull myself away from your table. You were there with your book. I bought your book, Uh, but I was so drawn in to you, to your just, I I mean, obviously it was the Holy Spirit radiating in you, but I was so drawn to you. And I came home and I read your book in probably two or three sittings. And then I 
course, I felt like I knew you because you know, I just met you. Now I've read your whole life story. And then I said, I called you. I'm like, look, we're, we're going to be friends. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I loved it. So we went to lunch. And yes, I mean, we just had a heart connection from the very beginning. And you have just been such a blessing to my life. I just love. And, it, you know, it, we, we don't talk every day or every week. But when we do, it's like we just we connected from the very last conversation. Yes, we love those kinds can. of friendships. Yes, we well, I tell you, it's just an honor to have you here today and just to be your friend. And I remember thinking, this woman is going to speak for me. And you've done two speaking things for me. I remember when I had my, um, 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 oh God, Micaiah Society. Right. And you came in and you spoke to the young girls that I was ministered to and was such a blessing and they loved you and I enjoyed you too. And oh. so, uh, and then you just spoke at my last conference as That's well. right. Uh, Man, that was powerful. Keys, no, was it Keys to the Kingdom? Uh, this last, no, this last one was, uh, oh my goodness, girl, you're going to put me on the spot here. Yeah, I'm on the spot too, and it's my conference. Hold on, I, I just was looking at it uh, earlier. Um, hey, wow, look at us. See, that means you do. Right, girl, let me tell well, you. I know what's going on. My mind is on fully the next pers Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. persuaded. A well-made-up mind. That's right. Don't you know that when a blonde moment and a senior moment collide, it is catastrophe? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So anyway, everybody knows I am in armored with purple. So I call my thoughts purple thoughts. Mm -hmm. If you could choose the color for your thoughts, what would that be and why? Wow. Um, so I have gone through all kinds of iterations of favorite colors. Okay. Um, for the longest time, it was turquoise because I'm just, I'm, I'm a water baby. I love gotcha. all things. And I lived vicariously through you and your recent trip. <laughs> I was so jealous that I wasn't invited, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I would choose pink. Okay. Um, because I think pink is such a, a feminine color. Yeah. It represents the tenderness, the softness, the femininity of our gender. Yeah. But it also is a very flexible color in that it can stand on its own or it can be a support color. So, for example, like if I'm wearing a black suit, I could put on a pink shirt and it can be, you know, the it's not the show. It's a support. Yeah. And I like to think of myself like that. I can stand on my own uh, or I can be the support person for my friends and family. So yeah. that is so beautiful. Never thought of that like that, but it's really, I really like that analogy. Very pretty. So everyone's tuned in today to hear your thoughts. So why don't you go ahead and read your purple thought and then just share how it resonated with you. Okay. Uh, let's see. You have so many, oh my goodness, girl, trying to Trying to narrow this down to one of your purple thoughts. My goodness, you are just a, a wellspring of so many beautiful and inspiring thoughts. 
But for me, and especially as it relates to my personal testimony, yeah. one that really stood out to me was what happened to you in life is called an experience. Never let it become an identity. Yeah. And, you know, Justina, I did exactly that for so wow. long. I lived in this trap of and the shadow of shame of my past and, yeah. and choices and decisions that I had made earlier in my life. And I knew when I was 12 years old that God had a call on my life. Wow. And um, I I took that in the wrong direction. I I misused that calling on my life. And I, I was young. I was impressionable. Wow. I was misguided. So because I made a choice early on in my life, it took me down a road of mistake after mistake. And it just feels like, you know, have you ever just done something like, okay, let's, let's, let's just bring it down to the real thing. You eat a cookie and you decide, well, that was really good. Well, I already ate one. I might as well have two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've been going real deep on the uh, bluebell ice cream lately. Yeah. I've, I've, I've become addicted to almond pistachio or pistachio almond ice cream. Oh wow. And I'll get a half a gallon of that ice cream and I'll get a spoon and start going in on it. Before you know it, I'm halfway through that, that half gallon thing? of ice cream. Because it's like, well, it's here. I might as well go ahead and eat it. I've already messed up. I'll just go ahead and eat the whole thing. Well, that's kind of how I did with my life. Wow. I made a mistake. So I made another mistake. And then it just got easier to justify. Well, I've blown it anyway. I might as yeah. well go have fun. So I lived a life that was not honoring. <laughs> I, I can't even put God and honoring in the same sentence with what my life was. Yeah. But after um, a few years of living the pig pen life, if you yeah. will, yeah, uh, God really got a hold of my heart, and it the the grace that I talk about in my in my testimony about how He captured my heart because wow. it's one thing to have to accept Jesus as our our Lord and our our Savior, yeah, but it's something completely different to accept him as our Lord, right? That's right. Until we really surrender our choices, our daily life to him. Yes. Uh, he's, he saved me, but man, what a sweet relationship it becomes when we yield every decision to him and allow him to be the, the true Lord of our life. And so from that beautiful. moment on, he yeah. has redeemed so much, Justina. I can't even, I can't even believe sometimes my life the way yeah. it is today. Yes. yes, What he has done to just absolutely peel away. Now, I don't forget who I was yeah. because that helps me be thankful and appreciative for where That's I right. am today. Yes. But man, oh man, what a beautiful life he has given me. Beauty from ashes is not just a scripture verse. It is the life of Pam Mitchell. Yes. I love the verse in Psalm 66, 5, where it says, come and see what the Lord has done. And in my Bible, I have scratched out 
to to the world and put my name. I know in. that's right. Yes. Come and see what he has done in my life. Uh, I think of the the woman at the well. I identify yeah. so closely with her because she lives. I've lived part of her story. Yeah. And you know when she when Jesus met her at the well and and read her mail. <laughs> She ran into the very That's what she city. Did. She ran to those people, the, the very people that she had been shunned by. Yes. That she was there in the heat of the day to hide from. Yes. She went running into that very city to those very people and said those very words. Yes. Come and see the man who has told me all things. And boy, did she ever become the, the first evangelist? I mean, yes. about this. this is a woman with a, a terrible past. Yes. We don't really know how she got there, but we just know that she was there. That's right. And she was living in this box of shame that kept her so unplugged and so isolated and lonely. And yet when Jesus came and set her free from that shame, he she was the first one that he revealed himself to as the messiah that's right that's right this messy woman he's he that's who he chose to reveal himself to so i think that when we really can see ourselves for who we really are without that's when he can reveal himself in ways that we could never understand in our own in our own mind but that's that is um, without going into a lot of the detail of my life. Of that that's where I am. I just feel so grateful, so blessed, and not to be not to have to live in that box of shame anymore. Yes. And to you know, I lived for so long, Justina, in not 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 lying to people, but I became so adept at telling my story to where it left out yeah. chunks of, of my life that I yes. didn't want to have to explain. Right. Isn't yeah. that sad? But yeah. now, now that God has redeemed that and he has given me my true identity in him, yes. now I'm able to share that, that life, those, those, that redemption in pieces where God says, okay, here's, here's a sister that needs to hear your story. That's right. Share this one. That's this right. one, this one's in a safe environment. You need to That's encourage right. because he says, you know, um, in Second uh, Corinthians, where he talks about uh, he he comes along to encourage us so that we can be an encouragement That's to it. others. That's right. That's so right. So I I feel like that all comfort of, them all with of, the same comfort that he That's right. Us with. Yeah. That's right. So being able to to use those pieces now and rather than it being a whip in the enemy's hands yes now it's a tool to be able to leverage the lives of other women who are in that same locked box of shame to help them find the key and the way out that is so beautiful i tell you what that is, i just love everything that you just shared it's just so powerful and so um such a blessing pam and I tell you what, um, you know, I really believe that God is in a position of constantly calling us to our identity. Amen. We, we're the ones that are in 
ignorance of who we are, if truth be told. That's because true. if you think about it, when God created us, he didn't create murderers. He didn't create all these no, different no. things. Uh, we get pulled in or snared or tricked or we make these decisions, but these experiences that we have were not of his construction. Absolutely. So, but it doesn't, even though we go down paths and we've all made decisions, I've made decisions, we've all done things, but it is not our identity. It's an experience. And I think it's so important for us to not let Satan stamp us or I look at like tattoo on us <laughs> because it, it's not changing who we are, but he can tattoo things on us and we'll wear it around like it is us. You know, another thing that um, I think will be helpful, and then I have a question for you because you said so much. I want to go back and unpack some of the things you said. But one thing um, that I often say that we have the advantage in the relationship with God. And I believe that with my whole heart because he reached out to us. The scripture right. said he first loved us. And if you go back to your little teenage years, it wasn't nothing like the the first little boy that had that crush on you. And you knew you had that advantage. That's right. Because <laughs> we're not in a position. The girl power. <laughs> that's right. We're not in a position where we're trying to make God love us. He already loves us. And he's given us identity. So to people out there saying, well, I don't know what my identity is. What would you say to them? Well, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, you know, I grew up in a very uh, legalistic background. And that shaped a lot of who I thought I was or being who other people told me I could be. Oh, um, boy, and, we could and, hit something here. Ooh, let yes. me tell you something. So I, God called me to a speaking ministry very mm -hmm. early. And it's only been within the last few years that I've had the boldness to step into that because I was fighting that yes. false humility that was tattooed on me. Yes. That, Girl, don't think too high of yourself. Yes. <laughs> and oh. every time that I would step out in faith and in boldness to speak or to try to engage that ministry yeah boy he put his the enemy puts his thumb on your head girl yeah. you're being all high and mighty don't go there so it wasn't until this all happened that god just infused me with this grace that is just i i just i can't even put it into words but I, it's not about being proud of what i do that's right. It's about being proud of who he is. Yes. And when you have that kind of relationship with him, you can't help but tell somebody about That's it. right. You can't help That's it. That's right. That's a so fact. I think that just being able to look at the reflection of who we are in his eyes, because I don't think that we really, and we won't really get it until we walk through the That's through heaven's portal, right? But to be able to see the eyes of the, of Jesus that gave his life for us, for God, the father who sent his only son to rescue us from the first bad decision, the first bad choice That's that right. was made in That's the Garden right. of Eden, right? That's so right. We've been suffering from these bad choices since Mama Eve and Papa 
Adam <laughs> made those first bad decisions. That's right. That's right. But if we can just catch a glimpse of that pure love, that just unconditional, because we no matter who loves us or who we love, it's always conditional. Yes. I love my daughter and I love my grandsons. But let me tell you something. There are times when I could just pinch their heads off. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a good thing that I don't have the power to do so. That's right. Uh, but to know that in all of that flight of evil living that I did, he was looking at me with love and remind, trying to remind me constantly. Yes. When I think about some of the situations that I put myself in, yeah. uh, I, I should not be alive. I yeah. should not be alive. But for the grace of God and sparing me for the purpose that he He wove into me in my mother's womb. Isn't that something? He did it at the beginning. He did it at the beginning. It was there yeah. before I ever breathed my first got grasp, gasp of air. That's right. It was there. Uh, so being able to see him for who he is, and I don't think we can do that without being in his word. Uh, that's the main thing. We, got, go. we have got to absorb every bit of his word, every chance we get, because that's our true mirror. That's the true reflection of who we yes. are and how he sees us and then how he will allow us to see ourselves. Uh, but that's that's what I would do. That would that's the that that is really the beginning and the end. Yeah. Just immerse yourself in the word of God. Hear what he has to say about who yeah. you are. Yeah, because the, where I'm going now is he's the one who knows. Oftentimes we we invest or we trust too much in what others are saying. Uh, I don't care if it's a pastor, evangelist, whatever. You really need to hear from him to uh, within your heart to know your identity because people can only give you their thoughts. They That's right. A lot of times they can't give you the reality. They don't know. You know, we, we have a creator, a maker who formed us in the womb and uh, in all that formation was purpose and and identity and all of that. I think it's truly amazing. You know, I was sitting here thinking you were talking, I chuckled a bit. Um, you know, I had six sons and you can imagine some of the things that six boys got into. But they <laughs> never stopped being who they were, my sons. That's right. When drugs got involved my sons, when this got involved, I never stopped calling them who they were. That's right. It's my son that I'm going to strangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's my son. You know, identity is strong. And for those of us who have chosen Christ, that have believed in our heart, that have made that confession, who trust him, Satan wants to use our, our weakness, our downfalls, um, our decisions, to make us think we somehow are now not who he said we Oh, were. girl. Let me tell you, and even now, especially with the proliferation of social media, yeah. we have this comparison thing going on with this, you know, our Instagram life and our Facebook life and <laughs> comparing the perfection of all the images that we see. And we never see the tangled up webs behind those pictures, right? Um, but when we start looking for those 
accolades and the number of likes that show up on our our feeds, (laughs) we start to drift off into that comparison uh, tank where it's there's nothing to, to be accomplished because in a in the world of comparison there's only two two outcomes of that we either think we're better than <laughs> or we think we're less than come on both of those are thing. both of yes. those are rooted in pride right yes, that's right and the pride goes before the fall right that's right uh, I, just today my my uh, oldest grandson is a senior in high school this year and he plays played football, and he's on this. He's been selected on this uh, little. There's a voting app that's going on where yeah. they get to vote on the best linebacker, the favorite linebacker in the Houston area yeah. schools. Yeah. So we've been voting and watching the 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 rankings go up yeah. and down. And I was texting with him today, and uh, he's you know he was thanking me so much for being a supportive grandma and uh, he how much he wanted this award. And I, I'll read you the text that I sent him just today. Wow. I said, I love you so much. And I can't tell you how proud of you I am. But there are no trophies, no awards that could that would ever represent the champion that I know you to be. Enjoy them as they come, but never let them define you. Ah, look at that. Wow. That's how right. timely is that, right? Yes. You know, so you're bringing something up. That uh, the other side of it, because <clears throat> sometimes our accolades, we we use that for our identity, and yes. that's that's misguiding as well. That's you exactly are not right. your accolades either. <laughs> that's exactly right because yes. accolades come and go, right? <laughs> yes, they do. No, and they're not today's a today's hero is tomorrow's zero. Uh, come on. And I do know, I, I've, I've got many of them. I've always had, I, you know, my mother and uh, my grandmother mainly, we were always in competitions. I mean, from basketball to track to drill team to tumbling team, to, I've done it all. Yeah. So I, I lived know. a life of competing, competing right. constantly, you know. But um, the good thing for me, you know, you have all kind of competitors. I I wanted to win, that's for sure. But it didn't bother me to lose. So I had that going for me. I, I competed to win, but I, I enjoyed the race while I was in it. The, yeah. the running for the prize was more enjoyable to me than the obtaining of the prize. If, oh, wow. if you get what I'm saying. I've yeah. always kind of been that way. I always think it's fun just to compete, to try to give it your best. <laughs> but I had that issue myself. When I went to college, um, and thank God I got saved. That's where someone shared Christ with me and I got saved. I love One of your the story. The first thing the Lord had to do was remove me from basketball. And I'll never forget, he spoke to me. We were on a bus on the way to a Ivy League tournament. We were undefeated. I mean, we had a pretty good team at that time in college. And in the earphones, I had only been saved maybe about a year. (laughs) The Lord told me, I had never read it before, but he told me to come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Spooked to me. Pam really spooked me. Because first, I didn't know God could speak to you, you know, 
<laughs> so I was ready to go. I was ready to, you know, go have some fun with the team. I, I decided to stay in my room, right? And um, this is a true story. And it was a group of guys who wanted to take us out. And we had said, no, nah, I'm not going to go. So one guy said, I'm going to stay with you. And I told him, stay at your own risk. You know, because if you try something, I'm really going to hurt you, you know. <laughs> so he stayed. And he said, you know, I see a halo over your head. And I'm wow. like, what are you talking about? He said, me and you both know we shouldn't be out there. And we wind up having a Bible study, me and him. I love it. True story. So I, when I got back, I quit. Because God had told me to come out. I quit. We got back at about 10 at night the next day. Coach couldn't believe it. I just quit because uh, the Lord had asked me to come out. But it took me years to understand why. It wasn't necessarily because it was something wrong with playing basketball. But my whole identity was wrapped. Mm, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I felt like I was worthy of. <laughs> and that was a God. So I had to let that go. So for many people, certain things become a God or become their identity because they that's where their work is tied in. Right. So I want you to speak to that about work and identity. Well, I think, again, you know, just understanding that we are, are uh, kings and priests. We, yes. we're not, we're not just the average Joe and sorry to all the Joes, but <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> we are, and, and, and to say that to an unbeliever, they don't understand what we're, we're saying. It's not that we are superior to an unbeliever, but we are in, uh, we are seated with That's Christ right. in heavenly places. And the, our life is not our own. He has called us to a purpose. And we are, you know, first, our first uh, obligation to the kingdom is to go, therefore, into all the world and preach right. the gospel, right? That's right. That's right. But then above and beyond that, he has deposited gifts into yes. each one of us and empowered us to to do things within the the environment that he's placed us in so to be able to step into that those callings and those giftings and exercise those yes. because i you know i truly believe that it's just like the the parable of the talents until we step into the gift that he has given us yes. he's not going to trust us with more and girl, I want all he's got for payment. Yeah, I know that's right. Amen. <laughs> I want it all. That's I love it. that so much. So let me ask you this question. How can a person differ differentiate between an experience and an identity? I would say that an experience is a temporary situation. Ah. It is something that is going to change. And I, it saddens me to watch uh, the younger generation get so bogged down in their experience yeah. that they negate their identity. Yeah. That, you know, these teenage suicides just rip my yeah, heart out. I just, yes. how, how do these young people get to the point where in their young lives that it just gets no better than this? They get stuck in that experience yes. of whether it's bullying at school or 
you know, cyber abuse or whatever it is, but yeah. that experience, they get stuck in there. So they don't, they're not able to even pursue what an identity is long-term. Yeah. Uh, so I think that being able to look outside or over the fence, I guess, if you will, of whatever experience you're going yes. through right now yes. uh, and realize that it's just, that is temporary. Life changes in a flash. Yes. Um, and you've got to dig deeper and to really understand who you really are and how am I going to respond to those experiences? That's my identity. Uh, there's a there's a quote and I'm not going to quote. I'm not going to uh, share it accurately. I'm pretty sure. But it goes something like uh, reputation is what people think of you and character is what you who you truly are. Yeah. So in those situations, in those experiences, how we're reacting to those experiences in in front of everybody else, that, that establishes our, our reputation. Yeah. But who we really are, the character of who yes, we truly yes. are, that is, that's a, a clue to our identity. Man, that's so powerful. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. My husband taught me something long ago, before we were married, when he was just the Bible study teacher. And um, he taught me something that really has blessed me and helped me. He told me that if I took care of my character, God would take care of my reputation. That's right. And I, I literally live that way. I, and You know, people say, you know, because people are fickle. They'll love you today and hate you tomorrow. You know, <laughs> so I've heard I'm cool with people. Not in that sense. I appreciate it. It's kind, whatever. But I don't lay too many eggs over in that basket. I seriously try to work on my character, what I know the reality is. So, Pam, this is a delightful discussion. Is there any last things you want to share about this purple thought before we close? I would just urge uh, anyone who is struggling with your identity to seek first the kingdom of God. Get into the word of God. Yes. Listen to what the, what the word says about who you are, whose you are. That's it. And then you can walk with your shoulders high, your head held high. Because, girl, we got to have our head straight up <laughs> if we're going to wear that crown, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to throw it down, but we do get to walk in there with it all. That's right. I want a whole <laughs> truckload to be able to bring in and put at his feet. I know that's right. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pam. What a delightful conversation. Thank you for your wisdom. Um, my last question for you is this. Why do you think it might be a good idea for people to tune in to this particular podcast? Well, do I have to state the obvious? My goodness, to be able to just listen to you and your wisdom and what a delight you are, Justina. Oh, my goodness, girl. Oh, we we just we've got to just do a girl's weekend sometimes. Yes. So we don't have a, a time clock on us, right? Um, yes. But you do. You have such a beautiful um, bouquet of friends and acquaintances and and resources for people to be able to tune in and listen. Because if you don't like what I got to say, just wait till next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be somebody that you can identify with. Yeah. But yeah, I what a what a delight you are, and what a treasure in the kingdom of God you are. I'm well, just I feel likewise, and God knows I'm not just saying that. 
I really, really do. Uh, thank you so much for the love, by the way. All right. I pray that this conversation has been a blessing to you, has uplifted your spirit, has given you some, let's keep going, okay? And if you Thanks, like Pam. the particular purple thought that uh, Pam shared, or if you want to know more about some of my other purple thoughts, they're available to you. You can go to Amazon, pick up my newest journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2023. Proceeds benefiting my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please be sure to tune in next time for more Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself an extremely blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.